Welcome to Church Folks, the new podcast where we interview folks from our church community about who they are and what God is doing in their lives. Throughout the Bible, folks are encouraged to bear witness to what they have seen and heard. Continuing in that tradition, this podcast offers a forum for people to get to know one another and be inspired. May the stories of these church folks empower you to share your stories, to inspire others, and to be a part of beloved community together. I'm Pastor Zach Dunlap, and last week we met Shonda Lowry-Sachs, a mom and musician fighting cancer and giving back to her community. Today's episode covers the second half of that conversation. Shonda, can you tell us a little about what you've been going through health-wise? So it was five years ago. Um, almost exactly. It's been about a month past five, five years ago when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was a big shock. Uh, we didn't, I didn't know of any in my family. Um, I was in my early 40s. And I felt fine. No, it was just a a routine mammogram. Um, And so it was a pretty aggressive type. And I started all of the treatments Um, pretty soon after that. I had chemotherapy first and uh, double mastectomy and radiation and it was tough, but I got through all of that. I was actually able to keep working through all of it. Um, there was, you know, a little few weeks here and there that I had to take off time when I, when I didn't feel well, but, um, then I did have to take the year off from work after that, uh, because after I'd had radiation, um, and, and the surgery, I wasn't able to play my viola right away, just being able to hold it under my chin um, and play for that long. And so, but then by the following summer, I was getting ready to go back to work. I was really excited. I'd gone through physical therapy and I was feeling good, um, except that then I was having these terrible headaches and they decided to do a brain MRI and found a brain tumor. So I needed to have uh, brain surgery which sounds very scary and it, and it was, but I think I just tried to not focus on it too much. Cause I just thought, well, okay, this is what I have to do. Um, and again, everyone's praying for me and I have all of these amazing, this amazing support and the best doctors. And so went through that and actually did really well. I didn't need any therapy after that. And I did have some radiation for that area. Um, but I was able actually to go back to work, um, at the DSO, I think two weeks after surgery. Um, and then, uh, you know, was just back at work and doing well. And ever since then, I've had regular um, brain MRIs and sometimes they see some coming back. And so they do more radiation. Um, but I've never felt any symptoms, like never headaches again, um, never symptoms of, of being sick. It's more been all the medications that I have to take. Sometimes I feel side effects from that. Um, about uh, almost a year ago, uh, one of my regular brain MRIs, they found, uh, that it had kind of changed. Um, and it's kind of a rare metastasis that where the, instead of it just being in your brain, it's uh, the tumors are in your spinal fluid and cerebral fluid. 
So that takes it has a different treatment where they put the um, chemotherapy drugs directly, they inject it directly into your spinal fluid and cerebral fluid. So into my brain, Um, I get that done every, well, in the beginning it was twice a week, then it was spread out. When I received this diagnosis, it is very, very serious and does have a, um, an average lifespan. It's there really is there's treatment for it, but it's really only delaying what will eventually happen. Um, and it was very, I, I would almost say this was the, I mean, it wasn't even the most shocking. I suppose the original diagnosis was the most shocking, but of the, of the breast cancer, but this was the first time I'd been given an actual time period of here's an average of how long people survive when they're diagnosed with this. Um, there've been so many advances in, in breast cancer treatment um, that even, you know, when you're diagnosed with something, they've been coming up with new medications in the last like year or, you know, six months or whatever. So whatever life expectancy was five years ago, 10 years ago, it's different now. But this um, new diagnosis is called leptomeningeal disease. And so it was pretty, yeah, very shocking. I would say the most shocking because some people who are diagnosed with this don't live more than a few months. Um, those tend to be, I would say, people who already have symptoms of the disease, and that's why they found it. I would say it's almost, it's not lucky, but the fact that I was having these regular brain MRIs is why they found it probably early. So that that was smart of the doctors and lucky too, because I don't have any symptoms of the disease. So here it is almost a year later, and and I I feel great. I um, taking medications. I take chemotherapy pills, which do have side effects. So that's really my only main problem is the side effects from that. But honestly, I can do everything that I want to do. I'm living my life full. I'm working even through this pandemic. I, the DSO has been able to continue, um, playing live webcasts. Uh, so we've still been able to work without an audience and, I still love my job and I'm able to play and I go in for these brain infusions and I get other medications and they're still doing regular brain MRIs to watch what's going on. But um, here I am almost a year later. And uh, honestly, I didn't think I didn't know if I would be here a year later. Um, So that was very it was a very, very stressful time. Um, Another thing that I've done recently which um, I feel really good about and really happy as I've been on a, a health wellness program, which I'm also now a health coach for um, that has, it's a holistic approach. It's yes, I've, I've been able to lose a lot of weight, which I'm really happy about, but it's really the most important part of it is the mindset um, that you kind of realize and figure out, you know, what is your why for why you want to be healthy and focusing on that and then following a, a plan that the, they lay out. So that it's like I, I have yet even another job. So um, I can't remember. I was talking to someone earlier today and they were talking about my jobs. I said, well, I have many jobs. I'm a mom. That's probably my favorite job. I love my job playing viola. Um 
and now I'm also a health coach. So I, I do have one full-time job, but I have many jobs. Shonda, I just want to affirm the obvious of how awful that diagnosis is, but also how strong you are, how courageous you are to take one day, one step forward at a time, and to try not only to be your best self, but to help others along the way as well. You're extremely inspiring. And oh, thank you. Well, I do have to give, I would like to give a lot of credit to my husband, you know, without his support and his love and his just belief in me, no matter how much I weighed or, you know, how down I was feeling, you know, he was always there for me. And so I feel really blessed for that. I can't think about it too much or I'll start to cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, just Chris has been, um, okay, now I'm going to cry. I can't, <laughs> but yeah, just, uh, yes, I, 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 I'm strong. I will acknowledge that, but I can't imagine doing, I don't, I could not have done all of this and feel as good as I do mentally and physically, um, without him. Um, so, you know, he, Yeah, he's she's just been he's he, he's always been amazing. But, you know, to go through this, these circumstances, I think, you know, people will say, oh, you're so strong and I don't know how I could do it. And I always think and say, you know, thank you. But honestly, I don't know how else I could approach it. Um, I just had, you know, a good friend uh, who has also been going through uh, cancer she she had some bad news recently where it's um changed and she has a new treatment and and i sent her a card and i said i know that it's difficult to focus on the positive all the time and we don't always feel like doing that so make sure you you know you take your time and you feel sad or you feel upset and then you you figure out a way to, to move on. You don't have to let it go, but like, give it its due. It's okay to feel sad. You don't want to deny that you're feeling that, but then move on and focus on the positive and focus on what can you do, whether it's to help yourself or help others. If you're focusing on helping others, it's hard to focus on what you're missing yourself. That's mm -hmm. one of the big things that I learned actually from this health plan I've been doing is, you know, instead of sitting around thinking, Oh, I want to eat that. Or why don't I get to do that? Or, Oh, what I'm missing this and I'm missing that. And I think about, well, what am I thankful for? What are my blessings? That was one of the exercises that we did is actually writing down every day, writing down our three gratitudes and our three wins. If I'm focusing on what I'm thankful for, then it's there's no room to be focusing on what I don't have or what I'm missing. And same thing with, I feel like what, whatever kind of health battle, you know, you're going through or what I was going through. If I'm, I don't, I don't know how I could sit around all day and focus on the negative or focus on it. Of course there's fear. And, and there were days and times where I did let the fear overtake me, but I had to figure out not how to, to, to let it not 
not to let it rule my life because I'd be missing the precious moments of each day. And I didn't want to miss, you know, any of that because I don't know, you know, I hope I have five or 10, 20 more years, who knows? Um, but if I don't, I want to make sure that I didn't, you know, miss when my son is turning 10 in two weeks and that I'm not thinking, yes, I think about the future, of course, but I want to, you know, live in the present and and not miss, you know, the, the beautiful moments. You talk about moments and not missing those moments. It seems like so much of music, especially in an orchestra, has to do with timing. Everything has to be perfectly in time together. As a professional musician, how has this cancer affected your view of time? Wow, yeah, big for sure. You know, I, I've said to many people, I would never wish this on anyone, but it really is amazing the perspective that it's given me um, about timing and what is, what is important? Just deciding, okay, what is really important to you? And trying to, of course, I'll get upset about little things. Everyone does from time to time, but trying to not focus on those and dwell on them. Um, I remember one of the things I thought about a lot when I was, whether it was when I first got my diagnosis or going through the different stages of treatment, I was way more aware of not trying not to judge other people. So if I was driving or whatever, and I think, oh, why'd that person cut me off? Um, or that person, you know, I was in a store or a restaurant and someone was really rude or whatever, instead of thinking, oh, wow, that's a terrible person, or I'm not going to talk to them, or I don't like them anymore. I think, you know, I have no idea what, what, what is that person's reality? Maybe they just got a cancer diagnosis. Maybe they just lost a loved one. Maybe they're going through something difficult. And I have no idea. Maybe they were just being rude, but I would rather think it was more positive for me to think maybe they're having a bad day or something bad has happened to them. So I'm going to try, if I can, try to be kind or try, at least try not to judge. Uh, Because I'm sure... I was walking around in a fog for a while and I hope I wasn't rude to people, but who knows, you know? So yeah, that did definitely give me um, so much perspective um, on, and I don't even have to ask them how they're feeling or what it is that they're going through, but just realize you have no idea what someone else is going through and just a smile or You know, like when you're when I I always when I'm checking out in the grocery store and just make small talk with the person, you know, ask them how they are. And they'll often say, you know, they'll never say like, oh, I'm great. They'll say, you know, it's like, eh, it's okay, or I'm getting there. And and then sometimes I think, well, I wonder if I can like brighten this person's day because who knows what they're going through. And I'll say, oh, well, you know, and I I, I try to, to try to be kind. I try to smile and just 
I don't, I'm not really a comedian, but maybe I try to get some, do something to get them to laugh. Um, and then just hope that maybe that brightened their day a little bit. Cause who knows, maybe they're feeling one of those really low times. Like I have felt. I'm hearing that others focus in all that you're saying that when we're experiencing fear or sadness or even despair, it's important for us to acknowledge those feelings in ourselves but we don't want to dwell there forever. And one of the ways for us to move beyond those feelings in ourselves, which are very real, is to move that focus from ourselves to others. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was actually in a, um, just writing something on Facebook yesterday to someone I don't know, but it's in a closed um, group of, um, someone else who's going through cancer treatment and she was really scared and stressed out and just kind of needed to say everything. And I wrote back, you know, I think you're doing just the right thing. It's, it's okay to feel upset and, and also to express it. It's important to express it, get it out to, to someone who's willing to listen. And, And then think about, yeah, how you, how can you help others? And that has really helped me. You know, I, in the beginning when I was diagnosed and I really just had to focus on myself and okay, how am I going to get, how am I, and my family, how am I going to get through each day? And, and then once I was, I mean, I was still getting treatment, but then I was ready to become a part of a support group where it did help me to feel like I could give advice or some kind of comments to, to someone else who was going through what I just gone through. Um, it's not that you're ignoring how you're feeling, but it does. Um, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I can't even, I can't even quote like where I've gotten it from, but I, I definitely feel like I have heard that theme, you know, ever since I was growing up in church of, of helping others. And that's part of the reason is, is, you're helping yourself by, by helping others. Um, and you know, same thing with what I was talking about being a health coach, I'm still continuing on my journey. It's not that I'm healthy and I'm perfect now, but when I'm helping others, it confirms to me what I decided for myself, how I want to feel. And so by helping others, then, then I'm helping myself too. And, you know, I, I, I wish, you know, I, I wish that lots of people could, you know, have that perspective without going through, you know, what I've gone through. Um, you know, I don't talk about the cancer or talk about treatments and stuff a lot with my kids, but I do talk a lot about thinking about other people. Yes, think about yourself and stand up for yourself, but how can we help other people and how can we think, even just think or pray for other people we don't even know, but we know that they have less than us and they were not as fortunate to be born into the circumstances that they, that we were born to. A lot of that is luck. And, you know, I hope that's one thing that I definitely hope for them is that they have learned and grow up, you know, thinking, thinking of others and how can I help others and that it's important to get things for yourself. But, um, you're not going to, I think it's difficult to be happy if, if you're not also trying to help other people be happy. That's so beautiful and so true. 
I've definitely found that to be true in my own life. When I'm focused on myself and I've not experienced anything near what you're experiencing, but when I focus on myself, eventually you reach a point where you're focused on what you wish you had or what you don't have or whatever. But when you're focused on helping others, you yourself are blessed in the process of being a blessing. In what you've shared, Shonda, I'm reminded of Psalm 90 verse 12 that says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And in this process of coming to grips with what may and may not be, I think you've come to a real place of wisdom. And I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. It really is an honor to talk with you today. Were there any other thoughts you'd like to include as we wrap up? Well, you know, one of the things that I, that I do, I do want to thank you, Pastor Zach. I mean, you know, last almost a year ago when I received this diagnosis, I, one of the things that was really important to me was again, like I said, okay, got to get through this without crying. But I was thinking, you know, again, I don't know. Do I have weeks? Do I have months? Um, when am I going to have a decline? Because from what I understand, it's a pretty quick decline once you do start showing symptoms. And I wanted to make sure that my husband and kids had, had the support of, um, I knew they would have the support of the church. I mean, that was no question, but I really wanted to have like someone that I was talking to, you know, personally and specifically about what I was going through and that they weren't just kind of getting involved, like at the end when I was, um, you know, going downhill. And, uh, so I specifically reached out to you and even though I didn't know you very well, but you had always made an impression on me. And why am I crying about this? Cause it makes me think about, Oh, who knows what's going to happen. But so, you know, I reached out to you and, you know, said, I just wanted to, you know, start a connection and conversation. And so for, for many weeks, you know, we talked um, every week on the phone for probably an hour and, you know, and you just listened to me and just really, really helped me. And sorry, just really um, confirmed to me that, that my husband and kids, you know, will be okay and that they'll be loved and they'll have someone who knows me well, who can, you know, continue to help them whenever the time comes that I'm not there and that I'm not here. And, you know, I, then, you know, it's been, we, we haven't been talking, um, on the phone recently and, you know, you've always been there and I know you've been available and I've been so thankful and grateful that, that I have been feeling so good and had, it's been almost a year. And so, it's not that I don't still need, you know, support and prayers, but I think, again, it's what I was talking about before, you know, when you're at your lows or your highs, and that was a real low for me, for sure. And, you know, yes, I was reaching out to God, but I also felt that I needed, I felt like I needed someone who, I don't know, like I saw, I see God shining, shining through you. 
And so I really wanted that connection. And so I just really appreciate the time that, that you spent with me and, um, and that I know that you're still, uh, always there for me and, and, uh, will be there for, for my family. I am there for you. We're there for you as a church and sister. I see God shining through you too, not only in what you're doing for yourself and your family, but in what you are doing for others. Really and truly, it is a joy to be the church with you, to be part of God's beloved community. Thank you for your vulnerability, for your openness, and for sharing your story. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for doing this. This concludes this episode of Church Folks. If you're wondering how you can be a part of Beloved Community, find out more about Birmingham and Berkeley First on our websites, fumcbirmingham.org and berkeleyfirst.org. Whether it's through our church or some other church, we hope you take the time to be a part of Beloved Community, to be there for others, and to share your stories. Peace.